good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is Real Estate Marketing Dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, guess what we're going to talk about today? Attraction, marketing, personal branding, but... Who we have the privilege of speaking with today is going to fucking wow you. This kid's 24 years old, you guys. He's doing seven figures a year. Like when people come to me and they're like, hey, how do you do it? What do you do? And what do you, you know, like how do you get started? Well, at the end of the day, there's one thing all people that are successful have in common. And as one, they work their ass off. But two, they all have a fucking huge personal brand because your personal brand is what gets you to the next level in any way, shape, or form. Because most of the stuff that happens throughout our life, throughout our careers, it's always like you feel like you're in the right place at the right time. And it's not luck. You put yourself in that fucking room. So don't tell me that um, it's any other thing other than that. So who we have on the show today is a gentleman that is absolutely crushing it. And he did it through his personal brand. Uh, he teaches wealth. We're going to focus today's on personal brand because he's like one of those guys who could talk just about anything and just keep going. But he's a smart kid. And for all of you 40 and 50-year-olds and 30-year-olds, like I, there's a term in the real estate industry that says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that is like, you guys got to throw that shit out the window because the market, the marketing, the video stuff is nothing more than new tricks. They're not hard but they're new and you need to use it and your personal brand has everything to do with it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Mr. Caleb Grilliams. Grilliams. Yes. You got yes. it the second time, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying what I, I was going to interrupt you. You're like, he's 24, but he looks like he's 14 because let's be honest, everyone watching this is like, there's no way this kid's even 24. So dude, it's yeah, you, you do look young, but I love when we have like, uh, I can't say we get a lot of people like you on this show, but I have met many people like you through masterminds and through events and all of this stuff. And it never ceases to amaze me that everyone has one thing in common. And again, it comes back to the personal brands, who you know, not what you know, and uh, how you apply it. So let's go, into, let's go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of an intro, tell them who you are, and then let's get right on into it. So my name is Caleb Williams and I was originally from Wisconsin. So we, we have that. I, I, I was saying I, I'm not only a fan, but I'm a proud owner of the Green Bay Packers. So that if that, if that doesn't get me in trouble, I don't know what will. <laughs> um, but I now live in Denver, Colorado. And my, my story in a nutshell was my first job, I worked at a chicken farm. To just be completely frank, I gutted chickens. And I made money for that. And that's what got me started with this whole money making deal. And then I got a job at a bank at 17. And I was about five foot three at the time. So I could just see over the counter. And I started learning things about meeting people and how money works. And I've always been obsessive about how money works. I learned how to work in multiple different departments. And at the age of 19, 19 year old Caleb took over the bank's investment department. And, and never been the same. I've, I was very, very big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. And I know that you're a fan of his. Yep. Um, and I just got this like obsession of learning from the best and truly seeking to understand. And so I had this mission that I live by. And it goes like this, to help people see and reach their highest potential. 
And for me, if I can help people get this whole money thing figured out, it will change their life. But what's interesting is my personal brand has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with helping you live an intentional life. And I can't be the biggest hypocrite here. So I love that I'm on here. Like we could talk for days about that pretty much. I left the bank when I was 23 years old and started my company. And we have, we've been growing. We're in almost all 50 states. We have 13 people. We did seven figures last year. And um, we really are becoming the better alternative to financial planning. And it's all because we know how to market and brand. And so, man, thank you so much for having me on. So he teaches people how to make their money work for him. In other words, right? Yep. He teaches them how to, how to invest. And I mean, dude, you guys should call a guy up after the show anyways and get his info because realtors, including myself, are the worst fucking people ever at investing in themselves and in their own stuff. It's just, I don't know why it is. It's just the way we are. Maybe because we're always running a thousand directions and we can't ever just sit and focus. Or maybe that 90% of the population of real estate agents and investors are high D personalities and they can never sit down. So who knows? But let's get on into it, man, because uh, this is really interesting. So what I, here's what I want to start with. I get this a lot, especially for all you new agents that are listening and all the people that are scared to even get on video. Imagine what Caleb was thinking when he was 17 years old and he walks into the damn bank, okay? Not only is, and I'm curious to get the answer to the story because not only is it like, like I would be nervous to walk into the bank, but I could guarantee you that what happened, and we haven't talked before, we haven't, Caleb, I just met according to right now, eight minutes ago, and what I want to know the amount of attention you got when you walked into that bank because right off the bat, I guarantee you that the guy who owns the bank or whoever's in charge of hiring was like, first probably said, what the fuck is this? <laughs> then he said, holy shit, this kid is smart. And then after that, he went and told other people and they said, we need to have a second, third interview because this might be something. So I'm curious to know how that happened because this is the problem people are with video right now. Yeah, I'm too yeah. scared to get on video. I'm too scared to do this. You can't be scared of anything. You have to grab the war, buy the balls, be willing to go out there and grab it and take it. If you don't, someone else is going to eat your damn lunch. I love you already, man. I, I love this. I, so when I, when I got, when I first started at the bank, I was young, I was small. I'm still struggling with dyslexia and I had very little confidence. And so I want people to know that it was because of one relationship one relationship that got me in the door and the CEO of the bank took over. It was a family bank. So fifth generation, which is super rare, by the way. And so he took over the bank at 28. So by the way, had like, it's like unheard of to be yeah. 19 and take over the investment department, but it just, and they have, that they was have your truly, boss be 28. <laughs> right. Well, and he was older than that, but he took over that position oh, when he was God, 28. Yeah. And so when he asked me, he's like, Caleb, like, what do you, what, what do you want to do? Like, what's your goals here? And I, and I just like, literally, I didn't know any better. I was like, my goal is to be running the bank someday for you. Cause my personality is always very competitive. And I'm like, my goal is to master what it is and then be of maximum value. I didn't, I didn't know Gary Vee. I was just reading Thinking Grow Rich at the time. Like I didn't know all the phrases. All I knew is I wanted to be valuable. I didn't know anything about marketing. And then through this journey of learning about money, learning about successful people, and then having this core conviction that I might be the smartest person in the room. I might have learned from the smartest people, but if I can't market, none of that matters. Like I can be all conversation. I'll be the smartest person that nobody knows about. And if I really want to be about impacting people and serving people, if that's actually what I want to say. I have a moral obligation to actually share that with the world in a powerful, right. impactful way. And that was actually, ironically, what made me leave the bank. I left on great terms, but dude, I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I couldn't have the impact I wanted to have at the bank. So I had all this credibility and I would make the argument. I was, and I misspoke when I said 23, I was 21 when I left. 
21-year-old Caleb started a financial company. The personal brand was the, the thing that made me not only survive, but thrive at this point. And so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm all about like marketing, but, but I find that a lot of people focus on marketing, but you have to understand the value that you bring. And it's just, it, there's a lot that we could go into about being able to articulate that and quantify that because a lot of times people get the I value, value, value. Well, you're only valuable if the market says you're valuable. You're hitting really great points. You guys, there's a difference between marketing and advertising. There's a difference between marketing and lead generation. There's not the same thing. Marketing's conversion. It's like how people look at you. That's like why your brand is so important. Caleb's in a financial planning business. So his clientele makes the same consumer choice as ours do essentially because they work with people they know, like, and trust first and foremost. Uh, and it's the same for his coaching business too. I mean, you guys aren't going to hire him unless you like him. No one hires me unless they like you. And trust me, I, I turn off a lot of people because of my persona, but guess what? No, I do that. I do that on purpose because the truth is you and I would not get along anyways. And you're a giant pain in the ass to me. All right. And that's just how personalities work. See, with me, I understand my brand and I'm okay to scream it from the rooftops because like he said, he said something else. I believe it's my obligation to let the world know about what we're doing at Real Estate Marketing, dude. And if you truly believe in your own self, and if you truly believe that um, you're the best real estate agent or you're the best lender or you're the best investor, it's your obligation to scream it from the rooftops. If not, someone else is. Everyone says I'm the best person for the job, but then they get scared to go out yeah. and tell someone that, right? And what you don't ask, you don't get. Like if you didn't walk to that bank that day, you're not getting this. Your career's probably like a whole different. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get into marketing versus lead generation because this is going to speak right at our audience. They're not the same, you guys. He's saying you have to market, you have to market, you have to market. So I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Like, to you, what's the difference of marketing versus lead generation? And let's keep it in the, in the real estate space because everyone tries yeah. to cross, check two boxes with one piece of content. No, it's different. It's interesting. There's one major principle that wealthy use to become wealthier, and that's leverage. I find that marketing, especially marketing your personal brand, is, is creating leverage for you now and in the future. And I don't know if this is where you're going. I see lead gen as, a, as kind of a short term, like, like I need to like, you're constantly on this uh, like hamster wheel kind of deal and people are coming to you, but you have no authority. You have no, really no influence. You're just, you're really, it's a commodity. And, and I will say, I don't, again, I, I want to be careful not to throw arrows at the wrong people, but like Zillow, Zillow is something to me that it's like, just wait till they turn it off, you know, or they go a different direction. Like you got nothing. So one of the things for me is 21 years old. I was like, this is, this is where my mindset went. Cause I took what I learned about money and I just applied it to life. And I said, what are the things that I can do that such by doing can create leverage, can create influence? Cause I look like I'm 14 years old. Why in the world would people trust me? Yeah. You know, why am I on other people's podcasts? Why do I speak across the country and around the world? Like, why are we being able to build a team? Because I did things like write a book, like create a podcast, like build relationships. And I'm telling you, when you market and brand, it's not a short-term thing. Correct. Like, I definitely took the long route. And the first year, I would have made a lot more money is if, if I would have just done the lead gen. I would have. The problem was we are able to grow and we exponentially grow because um, there's a lot more to me and I'm not tied to one system and I'm not vulnerable to one system. And, and there's a lot of influence and authority and relationships that are created. And so the personal brand is the thing. I want you to know in our company, four people are dedicated to marketing and personal branding. Like we are creating a documentary. We're also gonna create a vlog and start vlogging the journey. And uh, we, we do a lot of video, a lot of video already. 
and it's all of documentation. And every time we get this, this piece, this one piece of content is going to elevate both you and me. And so it's, it's, just, it's something I'm a big fan of. You hit it on the head. Like that's the hardest part is that here's the difference lenders, real estate agents, like you guys aren't salespeople, dude. Like you're not like, if you're going to approach it as, if you want to be a salesperson, go get a fucking job at a new construction center and sit in the damn model. Then you could sell it all fucking day long. Okay. Like sell that shit. If you want to be a salesperson, if you're going to sell something, sell something specific and own it. But at the end of the day, and here's what happened to me because I fell on my face too, because I went so hard one way in brand that I end up losing my business a lot of uh, time. And this is when the short sale market, I went so hard in the short sales that it took me two years just to recover to say, Hey, I, I also do regular business. And that was after I was an agent for seven years. So still just like, gosh, you got to figure this shit out. But you guys, marketing is literally how people make their decision without marketing. You're just as another salesperson chasing leads. And if you're going to be in the business of building a brand, you're, you're, you're running a career. The difference right. is, are you a salesperson? Or are you going to a business owner? Business right. owners build brands, salespersons chase leads. Right. And I'll just add to that is one of the things that got shared with me that I really took to heart and has, has blossomed and been one of the reasons why we've been able to grow is, yeah, we sell products. Yes, I have certain philosophies as it relates to money, but we really take a step back and say, like, what does better wealth mean? Better wealth means intentional living. So my personal brand, what I talk about needs to hit people that if you don't want to live intentionally, get the hell out of here because I don't want to serve you. Like there was a guy that the other day, he like actually went at me and he's just like, I do, I do not believe in investing in yourself. Like I don't, I don't believe in that whole philosophy. And I'm like, okay, like I'm glad we, we, we communicated because you're not a good fit for us because I, we have some core beliefs. And so you have to live that out. And one of the things that I, I see people do is there's people that are marketing things that they don't even believe in. Yeah. And you just become vulnerable. So the personal so brand is, is not only the better way, but you have to be like, you really have to be self-aware because if you're not self-aware, it will expose you. 100%. You said something and I'll go back to it. Those of you guys that are, it just happened in the last year, but how many, there's a lot of real estate agents, a lot of lenders who relied 100% of their business on Zillow. Well, Zillow just changed their mind. And if you honestly rely on a, on a large portion of your business on, a, on an asset that you don't already own, like you're fucked. Yeah. Like you're a house of cards waiting to fall. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And you don't think I know that? Let's go we'll rewind to 2008, 2009, 2010. We had the best years of our life during those. We just changed how we sold properties, not what we sold. We still sold properties, but we shifted to REO and short sales. And trust me, there's enough, for, there's enough business to go around because properties are always going to be sold. But what was recession proof was the personal brand because even though I had a hard time coming back, it still survived. And it was the audience and the database we built prior that really did it. Super, really, really good point. I want to ask you another question about, let's give them a little bit more detail on like the marketing side. Like so, and I, I'll say it this way, I don't get your opinion on this. The more quote unquote marketing you have, and what I mean by that is the more blog posts you have on your site, the more videos you have on YouTube, the more content you have built around yourself, it's your resume. Yeah. It's, it's like real estate that we can create. Yeah. Do you guys, is that making sense? You guys? Yeah. I mean, let me, can I just be like Please. totally, I, I want, yeah. I want to like, I want you to be don't blunt. just talk what just, I'm I doing. You, I want you to give it to them. Okay. Today I did four podcast interviews. We produce a podcast every single day. We have a YouTube video come out every day. I post on LinkedIn three times a week and we're creating a network of personal brands. Like, and it's funny because we got connected through a mutual friend and it's yeah. not like, 
like we didn't necessarily know this. And as I was diving into what you teach, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm excited because I can, I can talk about things that I don't necessarily talk about because everyone wants to talk about like money, philosophies and all this stuff. Look at how we're building in our, our financial empire. And just so you know, Amazon's getting into our space. So I'm looking at this and I'm not competing with the other financial advisors because if that's the case, like the fact that I can turn on a computer makes me like way, way ahead, right? Yeah. I'm not looking at our industry. I'm looking at what it's going to take to compete in five years. And we have to think so much bigger than we're thinking now. We have to think, think so much bigger than just a deal. So when I got into this business, what I was told is I was given a list and saying, here, make a list of 100 people take them out to Starbucks. Sounds and then familiar. Like, it yeah. just, it, it like made me sick. I'm like, yeah. no. So I knew it's way better if someone comes to you than asking because you lose a lot of leverage when you have to go ask. It's just, it just, no one wants to be asked. Yep. And so one of the things is like how everything that I did with our company and that's how we're, that's how we're building it today is how do we get people to invite them to want to work with us? And it's like, it's a pleasure to talk to me. It's like, it, it's just like reversing, but it's very intentional. It's like, we, how do you position everything that you do to actually build authority within your personal brand? And I just find that a lot of people are just cutting corners and they don't get it. They just care about selling another freaking house. Yeah. And it's like, take a step back. Vast majority. Invest in yourself and make it where people would, would pay extra, pay extra to work with you. That's, I mean, for us, people come to us and pay extra to work with us because they're super clear on how we can serve them. And it's just like, it's powerful. It's powerful. The problem though, is that it's, it's a long-term play. So like, and you guys, yeah. so, like even our clients say with video, like we'll see results in a couple of months. Does it always happen the first month? No. Do they always win? Yes. But how do you attach an ROI towards your personal brand? So what we're talking about you guys is becoming um, the digital mayor, if you will, of your town or the digital celebrity or local celebrity, whatever the hell it is. That's what a real estate agent is. You're a glorified tour guide. Okay. That's yep. it. That's the positioning here. You're a glorified fucking tour guide. Look at every HGTV show. They've all given us the scripts already. They've given us the format. They've given us the content. They've given us everything. All we gotta do is duplicate it. So how do you attach an ROI to your personal brand? Cause a lot of real estate agents are going to be like, the first question I always get, what's the ROI? What's the ROI? I'm like, it's impossible to determine. Yeah. We have a wealth principle called control. Like I believe control is the number one thing that you need as it relates to your wealth. And a lot of people are like, how do you measure that? And I go, well, what's the ROI of a golf club? Like for me, not so good. For people that really know how to play golf, Phil Mickelson, it's millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. So I would push that back on the person and go, what's the ROI of not being the mayor of your town? <laughs> like, I don't know. And this is, this is the tough thing about marketing because it's one of those things like compound interest. There's three things that need to happen with compounding. Matter, you need to put something into the machine, time and, and rate. Isn't that the same thing with marketing? Like you'll, you're going to see like momentum and it's, it's crazy and cringy how people come to us. I've had content Walk us out through that a slower years. way. That's such a good way to put it. Walk us yeah. through that slower way and deep dive into between it because it's, he's right on with this. Listen to this. So, so compound interest is not anything magical. It's a, it's a function of three things. And it's interesting because a lot of times people just want to talk about the yield or rate of return and time. They go, compound interest is a function of rate of return over a long period of time. Well, guess what? You give you 100% of zero is still zero. <laughs> yeah. Over 100 years, it's still zero. The reason why most people are broke is they're not saving any money. And by the way, I'll take a jab at your industry. Realtors are terrible at saving money. Yep. So that's why, that's why they have no money at the end of the day. The same thing goes with your marketing. You can have all the right theories. You can have all the right strategies. The problem is the matter what you're putting in. It's not that it doesn't work. 
It's that a lot of people are not consistent. One of our principles at Better Wealth is consistency. If you look at successful people, they're doing consistent things every single day. Yes. If you want to look at what the wealthy versus majority of America, it's the wealthy know how to be consistent. And even if it's not the right thing, they're consistent in little things. And most of America, we're just not consistent in anything. And so it's this example of just like, either a debtor or saver of just saving up money and losing it, saving up money and losing it. And you get no momentum, you get no traction. And, and so I get, I get fired up about this, man. That was put in um, such a good way. So you're saying that you build brand equity. Yes. Like, do you guys think Josh Altman prospects? Like, do you think Josh Altman really has to like go out and prospect? He built a brand through content creation, through media. I mean, Grant is a national television show. Yeah, great. But like, let's be honest. If you were in his market, you would rather work with him than me. Let's be honest, right? Why? Because he has street cred. You don't know when it's going to pay off. Here's the truth. You don't know when it's going to pay off. Like you don't, you don't know when your personal bread is going to kick in, but here's what you do know when it's working is like when you're walking down the grocery store and someone's like, Oh, I saw that fucking video you're watching the other day. You're like, yeah, actually watch that shit. And then you're walking down the street and then someone stops by, Hey, you're that real estate guy. Then you're, you're at a party. And then your friends are like, dude, I've been watching your YouTube videos. And even though you only had 142 views, someone's still taking note. It's not about the yeah. number of views, you guys. It's about the number of consistency. If you're not consistent with it, you can't build a brand. Consistent creation, content creation, consistent communication is the same way you build a brand. It's the same audience over time. You cannot do it any other way. You just have right. to keep showing up to play. It's the same reason why people watch television series. There's a series, there's a show that we show up to play. And if we ever met one of the actors, we would ask them to sign our autograph. So why don't you do the same damn thing? Nothing I can add there. I love it. Let's go back into building trust and the brand and all this stuff because uh, you said a couple of key points. I wanted to add in a little bit more things too. And, you know, here you are and I share this story with you because I'm very similar. I was 22 and I started in real estate and I was worried about what people would think about selling a house to a 22 year old. And the first house I sold uh, was $420,000. Good number, Colorado. Um, and, and, uh, when I sold the house, uh, it's sold to an attorney who's someone that is 100%. I have nothing in common with today, but at that time I was still wearing a suit. We had an office in water tower mall and I used to meet people on the, on the yeah. street. So I never sold house. I didn't know how to write a contract, but my goal and everything, what I always know that is if I could find common ground with somebody yeah. on any aspect yeah. that I have a better yeah. chance of getting them to trust me. So the only thing I knew at that time was fraternities and beer drinking, to be honest with you. So this guy, the attorney, was a frat guy. There you go. How the hell do you think I converted him? We talked about hazing ceremonies the entire time. So you guys had something in common. We had something in common. That's how he, we yeah. learned to trust. He went on to be like one of my best clients. I mean, he referred me two, three, four, five deals. He bought yeah. two or three houses over, so over the course of a lifetime, but I never lost touch with him, even though he knew he was yeah. a brand new rookie. Um, at the time, I, I still know the guy. I'm still on my Facebook yeah. feed. This is fucking 20 years ago, you guys. You yeah. have to stay in touch with these people that you serve and that you communicate with. The average agent loses. Right. Um, no one knows the average agent. Listen to this stat. You're going to shit yourself. 80% of buyers forgot their agent's damn name after six months. That's horrifying. <laughs> you, made the biggest, you made the biggest decision of your life. It's horrifying. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like not knowing the first man in your wedding after six months or whatever. That's nuts. Well, here's another example. And this will relate to you for being in the financial industry. We've all had the financial industry call for one of our friends that gets licensed or whatever, a series seven, whatever. The, I don't even know the rules or any of that. 
But all I know is that I've had a million friends in the financial industry. They come in, they go out. They're like real estate agents, right? Yeah, yeah. Open door, right? 83%. Um, Yeah. In your industry, yeah. Agents is 87% failure rate. And they actually have the exact same marketing plan. That's what's very interesting about this conversation. How you'd market a financial business is the same way I would market a real estate agent's business or lenders or investors or anybody's. What I want to do is I want to actually talk about how I built trust at a young age. And I think this is, this is, less to do with personal brand, but it has everything to do with personal brand. So I, I want your audience to get this is like sure. Simon Sinek, start with why was so key for me. And so one of, one of the things that I did is even though I was young and I looked even younger, I had an ability and I had a focus to seek first to understand why people were coming to me and what they actually wanted. A lot of people in the financial world talk about ROR and everything is built off of rate of return. It pisses me off. Because rate of return is that carrot that will determine your life. And we get really clear on instead of rate of return, it should be return on results. So it's really interesting. If people feel understood, if you can identify what results people actually want, most of the time it's not a house. The house is an external deal to their internal dilemma. And if you can be the person that gets them here, and can articulate their why. And yes, I know that sounds crazy, but there are deeper reasons to why people want certain things. If you could be that person and communicate that and then do it through a personal brand, you can't compete with you. Like people cannot compete with me if people understand what our company stands for because people are just like, and and by the way, you know what's really crazy is I went from like begging people to work with me to being like, I don't even meet with people one-on-one anymore. We have like a whole team. And anytime I'm like through our call center, I like pop in and like just meet someone randomly. It's so humbling because people are like, Caleb, like you changed my life. And I'm like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about this. I'm like, man, like, thank you. It's kind of like that example of like that one video that has 200 views and it touched somebody. And now their generations are going to be changed because of that one video. Yeah. Well, it's because at the core, we 100% believe in intentional living. And we believe that intentional living has everything to do with today and in the future. And the way that you think about your money today in the future has everything to do with how you live your life. And so ad is and everything that we do, and we won't move forward. We won't talk about products. We won't talk about efficiency hacks. We won't even talk about how you use your money. if We don't get clarity on why it matters to you. And I just, I see sales 101. People have an agenda. They want to pitch a house, but they don't take the time to actually listen. And I'm telling you, if you want referrals like crazy, if you actually want to, I don't like the word convert, but if you want to serve people well, just be a better listener. And yeah, I could talk a long time about Um, that. He just outlined something and what he basically outlined was his mission statement. Um, and that's really all your brand is when you summarize it. What's your yep. mission statement? Because if you know your mission statement, then you know exactly how to market your brand, right? So right. the worst types of ads, like for all you guys are, are like the bus stop bench mentality. I've been in the business for 20 years. I'm sorry, no one gives a shit. Like that is the worst marketing ever. If you're doing that right now, stop it, please. Can I, is that fair to say, Caleb? Yeah. Yeah. Why are we in the 1% already? I, yeah, there's like, everyone's been in the business longer than I have. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter because it's not about you. It's about them. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So like Caleb, repeat your mission statement for me again, one more time. I want you guys to listen to this clearly. And if you have to write this down, write down his mission statement and then fill in. Look, he's got a picture of this for those who are, yeah. are here. Okay. So this is great. We can, you, could you mind if we use this as a, uh, an example and people, it's like almost like a Mad Lib because no, people and, can, can fill in yeah. their own blank here and then know how to market their brands. So here's yes, what it says, guys. Go ahead. It's to help people see and reach their highest potential. 
this was made for me while I still was working at the bank. And I want you to know that even though I didn't have a personal brand, every single person that worked with me at 19, 20 years old knew that this is what I stood for. The two words that are key is C. For me personally, a lot of people devalue their number one asset, which is themselves. The way that they think about their time, the way that they think about their money, the way that they devalue their talents and abilities that they have. So the first thing that I need to do as a personal brand, as a company, is to help you see that you are valuable and to see what is possible. And then the second thing is, is a guide. I need to come along and, and say, Mike, like here are some things that we can do with money that can like realize your highest potential. And I wake up every day fired up because of this moral obligation. But you don't get like, to step two unless you hit step one though. I 100%, 100%. That. One more time, guys. Listen. To help people see and reach their highest potential. Everything okay. that I do in personal brand is backed up by that statement. So now what he just outlined for you is exactly how he creates content without ever having to sell anything. Yep. And that's the key, you guys, is like, we don't want to sell anything. Like, who likes to sell shit? Like, do you want, I, 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 oh God, I could give you a million stories. If I go to my old website right now, chicagorealestatedude.com, literally look at the front page of it. And I believe my headline there, I haven't visited the site in a while, but the headline says, uh, I've been in the business for 30 years, blah, 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 blah. Did you fall asleep yet? That's my attention getter. Because I knew that everybody, I wanted to turn on its head. I knew that everybody was like, oh, I've been, this is why I'm qualified to sell your house. I'm like, listen. I don't know if I'm qualified to sell your house. Let's fucking find out. It depends on what you want. Here's what I'm good at. What are you doing? What do you want? If you want an unrealistic price for your house, I am not the right person to sell your house. If you want to listen to my advice, I might be the right person to sell your house. Yeah. That's attraction, dude. Like people hire us not for what we do, but for how we do it, you guys. And it's yep. so, so, so important. And at the same time, when I say it's statement, they don't remember what you do, like the license in your pocket, whether it's an insurance license, a mortgage license, that gives you the legal right to make money. But that's not why people hire you. <laughs> they hire you because of the brand and what you could do yeah. with it. Yeah, I love it. That was really well put. That was awesome. All right, I want to give you a quiz. Let's do this real quick. So let's put this in practice because you now know his mission statement. Now that's going to craft his whole video message. And it's basically, it's all about you, not us, right? It's all about you. What's best for you? What's best for you? So do you have a, a name of a video series that you're doing right now or anything? Or like what sort of, uh, how are you creating this content in a... Right. So I, I create content from a, a why, how, what standpoint. So if we don't get someone at their heartstrings, I'm not going to talk about any of our principles or our strategies, even though I could geek all day long about that. And so people know it's all about intentional living. Like we're very, very clear about that because I could summarize my mission statement by that, that phrase. And then we talk about, okay, if you want to be intentional, what does that look like? That doesn't just look like waiting till retirement to start living your life. That doesn't look like, like, so we start talking about that stuff, no products. And then when someone's like, Mike, I'm in, I want this. And it's like, how do I do this? Here's how you do this. And I'm not ashamed of talking about what we do. Trust me, we, a lot of our content is about the what, but it's how we talk about it. And it's like, if I'm going to introduce myself, I'm not going to just talk about our products and what we do. I'm going to talk about why we exist and in, in everything that we do in it culture wise. And so there's a lot of examples. Like I just am coming out with a funny money series on our YouTube channel. Why? Because that's I'm funny. realizing that that's funny people. Yeah. Like money's not funny. And I got a comedian that's broke. And that can, that is, is, is like, is willing to laugh at himself. And it's hilarious how financially illiterate this guy is. And we both are coming together and he's better off. And people are going to be able to experience that where they would be turned off on other videos. 
That's fine. And I, and that's so great. it's just like, I love yeah. That. So that's an example. That's an example of like, I'm still, t- I'm just, again, there's nobody out there doing that. And so that's a form of personal branding that we're trying to, trying to put on what we're doing. And like, honestly, like a lot of the financial planning business is like, let, I want you guys to close your eyes right now and just picture what you imagine when you see a financial planner. I, I, here's mine. Suit, five-piece suit, as a matter of fact. Handkerchief topped in perfectly. Like if it's even a little bit to the left, like fuck this guy. And then you have like the whole, oh, hello, let's meet at Starbucks. And then it's just straight, straight, straight number talk programs and all this other crap. Like I could almost, it's almost like the, like what do you think people think of real estate agents at the same time? Yeah. You know, like that was the whole point of the dude was just to break through the clutter. What I was told is if I was going to get people to trust me, I had to wear glasses, put gray in my hair and wear a suit and tie. And that's I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that because that's not who I am. And that's not, I would not be high in integrity if that was what I was portraying to you. And I don't show up powerfully when I'm like that. And so I'm, by the way, I have a big time presentation this evening and this is what I'm going to wear. And for those of you that are just listening, I have a, H&M $10 shirt on. Why? It's because that's what's comfortable to me. And you're either attracted to that or not. Like, yeah. trust me, dude, there's a lot of people that do not want to work with us. America and Canada, and we, we do business with both. That's a big, big place. Big, big place. So I don't want everybody. I want people that, that see deeper. And, and so, yeah, I'm echoing everything that you're saying. Everyone has one too. It's just sometimes it's just a little bit harder to figure it out. Like what do you, it, your personal brand is nothing more than what you stand for and what you believe in. Yep. So I'll give you guys a couple tangible um, things you could take away with this. If you're a mom, don't be a real estate agent that happens to be a mom. Be a mom that happens to be a real estate agent and create content on kid-friendly shit in your community. Yes. If you're a veteran, same thing. Create veteran-related content around the housing market. So the top three neighborhoods to live in if you are PCSing to the Navy. The top five businesses that support our American vets. So like you have to, you don't create the content for yourself. That's what we're saying. You guys, you create it for them, but it's based upon who you are. Yep. And don't create a real estate podcast, create a podcast around what you're passionate about. And you're just going to attract so many more people. And then talk about real estate because real estate for many people are their greatest asset. Real estate for many people creates security and hope. There's a lot there that you can tie in, yeah. but no one wants to listen to a real estate podcast that's just solely on buying <laughs> so and selling boring. houses. People yeah. don't only buy or sell, depending on your market, it differs. But in mine, when I was downtown Chicago, it was three to five years, the average person, someone lives in their house. In the suburbs, it was more like six to nine. So I could mathematically calculate how much of my damn database was moving each and every year. This is mathematically, guys. This isn't, this isn't theory. We don't play in theory. But I, I attribute everything to personal brand. Um, this is awesome, dude. Any final thoughts you want to add on here? We're hitting that 30 minute mark. Anything else you want to add on to? Um, yeah, we, ahead, take the we, floor. we teach at Better Wealth that you are your greatest asset. And the number one investment you can make is in yourself. And as cliche as that sounds, it's interesting to me because when you look at a net worth statement, there's assets and liabilities. And unfortunately, you don't show up anywhere on a traditional financial statement. So one of the things that I just want to encourage you is get super, super clear on what, what you actually want and get clear. And maybe real estate's not even the industry for you. Like I want to go deep. Like why, what actually motivates you and then design your one life. Like we have one life. And I see so many people walking around like zombies, not living nearly to the life that they deserve. 
And it's because of number one, how they think about themselves. And so I would encourage you to understand that you're your greatest asset. Don't devalue yourself and use your money, your time, and your talents and ability that will create the most leverage and value to not only you, but the people around you. And so Mike, dude, I appreciate you, man. I want to get behind what you're doing. And yeah, maybe on, on Sundays when the Packers and Bears are going at it, we'll, we'll, I'll we'll send be on you a couple. Sides. I'll send you a couple of hate messages. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hate because that's because you won't have a W behind you. But yeah. that's but that's a whole other story. I want to thank you for what you're doing yes, because thank you. Listen, I hope people listen to you and take action because it, it's going to make or break uh, potentially a lot in their life. Totally. And folks, um, if you guys want to go ahead and reach Caleb, for those of you that are like looking at your financial outlook on life, this is what he does. I mean, like check the dude out. Caleb, go ahead and plug your stuff. Tell him how they can follow you on social media and website. I don't know if you have any opt-ins or uh, not opt-ins, but like books, education, stuff you want to give people. Right. But realtors, honestly, like I, I'm, I'm surprised there aren't more realtors or investors or just yeah. invest in general because uh, you got to run yourself as a business. So go ahead and take the floor. Uh, betterwealth.com. Betterwealth.com, you can get uh, my book for free. We have a, a free assessment where on a two-line graphic can show you if you're financially imbalanced or not. And I almost promise you that most of your audience is not financially imbalanced. And uh, we give a lot of information there. We have our Better Wealth University at betterwealth.com. I have a podcast as well. And um, you can find me at Caleb Williams on any social platform. And uh, we want to rise the tide. We, we want to bring the education and financial education up but teach it in a life-giving way instead of a, a Wall Street bank college you know, way. They should dedicate a high school class or at least a college course to this because that's absolutely pathetic what we see going on. Um, folks, this is a really important topic. Give this guy some love and definitely follow him on social media. And thank you guys for listening to the episode of the Real Estate Dude Marketing Podcast. We know how to find us. It's very simple. Here's what we do, guys. We actually build your personal brand with video content. First, we show you what the hell to do and we'll show you who the hell you are. Then we craft a video series that matches it. And we don't shoot the first video until you're first excited about it because at the end of the day, that's what matters. We could just make the process easy. So if you're interested in that, please go ahead and contact us. Hit our site. Worst case scenario, if you don't schedule a demo, download all the damn content. I've been creating that shit for three years for you so you could learn it on your own. So read it, absorb it. Caleb didn't get into the bank by not teaching himself everything. He went out and put himself in the room with the stuff he didn't know because he figured it on his own. And then after that, look where he's at today. No, it's not going to happen overnight, but if you give it a couple, a year, six months, three months, just commit to it over time and watch it grow. It's a very fun process. And you guys know where to find us. Follow us on social media, connect to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and that's it. It's really easy to find us. Real estate marketing to do. Thanks for listening, guys. Take action, guys. Internet search is up. We're in the middle of COVID. Fucking start creating a lot of content. This is the time you're going to own their attention. If you know what I'm saying, don't lessen your ad spend. Quadruple it and follow and take action. This isn't rocket science. Just do it. Peace. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.